With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hallelujah, amen. Amen, amen, amen. We give God praise, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. We thank God. Amen. The title actually of the message today is actually True Victory. Amen. True Victory is the actual title of the message. I don't know what's going on there. But, but we thank God because God gives us true victory no matter what goes on in our lives. And so we're going to be looking at Psalm chapter 18, uh, the 18th division of Psalm, and we're looking at verses 25 through 50, 25 through 50 in the New Living Translation. And um, as mentioned before, uh, early this week we had an opportunity to um, fellowship with more than conquerors church during their during the beginning of their women's conference 2018 women of war ready for battle and with that we learned and god showed us that in order to be women of war not only women but even men of war we must be ready for battle and the scripture tells us that he makes us ready for battle he gives us strength for battle but where does this strength come from the strength of god comes from our obedience to his word. David wrote this psalm as a song unto the Lord, as a praise and a glory and a testimony of what God had done as a result of delivering him from Saul. And throughout the psalm, we see that it was David's obedience and David applying the word of God to his life that opened the door and allowed the victory of God to be ushered in and to be manifested. And in these particular verses, we're going to see what true victory looks like. Once you start to apply the word to your life, you make it, you put it before you, you don't compromise it. You apply it to every single area of your life. You don't allow the enemy to move you out of right standing from the authority of God. You plead the blood of Jesus. You study the words. You know how to think, how to feel, how to act, how to react in certain situations. That's what we do when we apply the word of God. We learn how to love our neighbors as ourselves. Instead of hating them and trying to retaliate against them, we learn not to pick up offenses. Because great peace have they that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them or cause them to stumble. If when you apply the word of God to your heart and your mind, your attitude starts to change. The way you treat people changes. And it lines up to match the character and the integrity of God. In everything you do, whether it's for home, work, school, or play, 
even in the community, because you are men and women of integrity, you do your godly best to make sure you're on time. Because we're men and women of integrity, we're honest. Even when we make mistakes, we are honest about the mistake, and then we do everything we can to correct the mistake, to not to make that same mistake over again. Because we are men and women of integrity, and we uphold the values and the righteousness and the integrity of who God is. Our God does not lie. So we should not lie. Our God is a God of love. He is a God of truth. He is a God of peace. Therefore, we show ourselves peaceable one to another. He is kind. He is gentle. He is faithful. And we see all these things. So when we apply the word to our lives and we're walking in it, we're being spirit-led, we're allowing the spirit, the direction and the instruction of the Holy Spirit to lead, guide, and direct us in all things according to the truth of who God is, then we, as we do these things, we're going to see God manifest true victory in different situations and circumstances in our lives. If God can trust you to be obedient to him, even in the little things, guess what? He will show you victory in the, in the big things as well. And so we start at verse 25, and in the New Living Translation it says, To the faithful you show yourself faithful. To those with integrity you show integrity. So when we are faithful, God shows himself faithful. We know he's always faithful, but there's a new measure and a new grace and a new level of anointing of faithfulness that comes upon us and that is manifested in us in different situations concerning us when we show ourselves faithful. The same for those who show integrity or show themselves pure and upright. God will do that for them. Hallelujah. Verse 26 says, to the pure you show yourself pure, but to the crooked you show yourself shrewd or forward. So if you choose to show yourself to be a crooked person in your actions, in your conversation, in the decisions that you make, you're trying to get over, you're trying to hustle um, in an ungodly fashion and way, trying to get over on people, guess what? God will show up. But guess what? He will show up in a way that you're not going to enjoy. Especially to those who are crooked toward you. God will show himself shrewd and he will handle, he will correct them. Amen. Verse 27 says, you rescue the humble, but you humiliate the proud. That's the victory and the promises of God. God has promised that if we remain humble, in all that we say and we do, not to lift ourselves up in pride and in haughtiness. Guess what? He will rescue us from the tumultuous situations, even from certain uncomfortable things, if we show ourselves humble to the word and the will of God. But, but if we choose, or if anybody else chooses, to try to be proud or haughty, thinking more highly of themselves than they ought, then... God will most definitely humiliate, ah, humiliate, or, or in other words, he will bring them down. He will bring them down. Oh, you think you're all that? You think that your name is so great in and of itself that you deserve this and you deserve that? That's not how it works. It's to God who gets the glory. 
That's what we demonstrate when we do certain things. Even in the service of the Lord, we point all the glory back to God. When they say, thank you, Pastor, you did this, you did that, that was so awesome. Our response should be, oh, all glory to God. Because it wasn't me, it was the Holy Ghost and it was the God in me. It's the, He's the one who gets all the credit. It's truly less of me, more of Him. Hallelujah. Amen. And said, even verse 28, David began to say, You light a lamp for me. The Lord my God lights up my darkness. God will light the candle for you and enlighten everywhere that's darkness in your life. So even... As we go through this life, then we find that we find there's new avenues, new turns, new rooms in our lives that we need to explore. And it may seem dark at first. God is there to light it up for you. He will reveal the truth of the matter. He will show you which way to go. God will make sure that in the new, uh, as he enlarges your footsteps and enlarges your territory and take you into new paths in your journey, he will make sure that you have the direction and the instruction that you need. Lord, I've never been this way before. And it's okay because God's going to lead, guide, and direct you. He will be a lamp for you in the ways that you have not been, in the, in the places you have not been before, in the direction that you need to go. Amen. Verse 29 says, in your strength, I can crush an army. With my God, I can scale any wall. Don't you know that God, when we are obedient to his word, God will give us supernatural strength. No no matter how big the army or the enemy is that is coming up against you, God will make sure that you have the strength to overcome the obstacles. Scale any wall. I don't care how big the barrier is. God will make sure that you have the strength to go up and over. So that doesn't mean it's not just tear down the wall. That tells us that we've got to put some effort into some stuff. Sometimes it's going to require you actually physically putting in the effort to scale and to climb. You've got to exercise some stuff in God. It's not going to be like magic, poof, it disappears. Sometimes you've got to have the strength so that you can crush it. God gives you strength so you can exercise that, the anointing and the giftings, but also the word that he has put on the inside of you. Therefore, enemies must come in order for you to crush them. If you want to experience victory, you've got to be in combative situations. If you want to experience overcoming the wall, the wall has to be formed. Sometimes the weapons must be formed. But we know that they will not prosper. And we see here in the verse that because of our obedience to his word, he will give us strength. And it's in his strength that we can crush the army. It's in his strength that he gives us power and the ability to scale the wall. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. (coughs) And in verse 30, it says, God's way is perfect. All the Lord's promises prove true. He is a shield for all who look to him for protection. In the King James Version, that same verse says, As for God, his way is perfect, and the word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to those, to all those who trust in him. So trying to do it your way. 
you're going to a new place, you're going in a new direction, and if you try to do it in your own strength, according to your way, it will fail. But if you do it according to God's way, guess what? It will succeed. That's why God, we know that God's promises prove true. Lord promised that he would never leave you nor forsake you. That's proven to be true. Even when you're going in a direction you've never been before, or going to a destination you've never been before, God's promises are yet and still true. No matter what ups and downs, ins and outs occur along the way, his promises are still true. I don't care if the colors change, his promises are still true. I don't care if the bank accounts change, whether they up, down, in or out, God's promises are still true. I don't care who says who likes you and who doesn't, God's promises are still true. I don't care if they, don't, if they say that they're going to leave you, God's promises are still true. It doesn't matter what happens or how the environment or the circumstances around you change. God's promises are still true. You are still the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. You are still the lender and not the borrower. You are still blessed. And whatever God has blessed, no man can curse. God's promises are still true. No matter what they said in the past, that you'll never be nothing, that you'll never do anything. God's promises are still true. That you are successful. That you are going to prosper. That you are fearfully and wonderfully made. God's promises are still true. And what protects us from those darts of the enemy that pops up by these things, the negative things that people say, it's the shield of the Lord. When we trust him, when we look to him for perfection, it's the shield of the Lord. The shield, we know which is the word of God. He protects us. He keeps us. He comforts us. And he, and as long as we look toward him, guess what? He will strengthen us in the midst of every adversity. That's what true victory looks like. True victory, you're going to see the faithfulness of God. In true victory, you're going to see the hand of God literally put being placed in front of you so that you are not harmed by the weapons that come against you. Verse 31 says, For who is God except the Lord? But who but our Lord is, sol is a solid rock? God arms me with strength, and he makes my way perfect. In order for God to make my way perfect, I have to follow his way, because his way is perfect. His way is right. His way is holy. So if I want my way to be perfect, I need to make his way my way. I'm not trying to make, um, I'm not trying to make, uh, I'm not trying to make him conform to me. I must conform to him. So my way must become the way of the Lord. Meaning I, whatever he says to do, I need to line myself up with him. He doesn't align himself up with me and try to change and compromise what he believes to fit into what I think the plan should be. I need to conform my way to his because his way is perfect. Then and only then will I see the perfection and the true victory of God. We also see in verse 33 that he makes me sure-footed as a deer, enabling me to stand on mountain heights. As high as God will allow us to go, that he has perfect and positioned us for us to go. Even when it looks like that you'll never get that high or get that notoriety, that you'll never become that popular, or whether it's a height and a measure of success, 
or in your education or in your finances, guess what? When you do get there, when you do reach that high, that, that goal, when you reach those goals, it's going to be God who's going to sustain you, who's, who's guaranteed, and it's his responsibility to make sure that, you, that he maintains his glory in you. That's how he makes you sure-footed as a deer. The deer's feet have, spe or have a specific shape to their hooves that enable them to maintain their balance on mountain heights and to climb. Not every kind of animal can maintain their balance when they get, they get high on those mountains, as rocky as those, those, those paths can get. But if you want to remain balanced, if you want to remain stable, You've got to allow God to literally shape and mold your, the way your feet stand and the way he positions them. Whatever, where, however he shapes and molds your foot to be, you've got to allow God to do it. It may hurt. It may be uncomfortable. But if you allow God to do it, guess what? You'll find yourself resting in an ease and a grace and a strength concerning the because while you're on that high and where God has you to be, and next thing you know, you'll be resting in the valley, in that peaceable valley, and in the green pastures. Hallelujah. He trains my hands for battle. He strengthens my arm to draw a bronze bow. Don't you know that as God teaches you, and he trains your hands for battle, the battles that we come up against, because the, as you enter into a life with Christ, once you say yes to Jesus, Lord, I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior, you're automatically in the war. And it's a war for your soul. Because now that you said yes to God, you've now become a part of the kingdom of God, and the enemy no longer has a hold of you. And the enemy is mad. The devil is mad. And now he is going to use every trip, uh, a trick, trap and tactic he can to pull you out of right standing with God, to pull your soul back towards the kingdom of Satan. Amen? And so in doing that, you have to realize that he is going to use every device, every temptation of your sinful nature to try to pull you back. He's going to try everything he can. So how do we war against the enemy? We war with the word of God. We war and we make our hands ready for battle and training us for battle by having a consistent prayer life. Focusing on the things of God. Learning the ways and the principles of who God is and the way his kingdom operates. We know that we don't have, we know that sickness doesn't have authority over us, but we have authority over sickness, right? When we take ownership of the word. That's how we live our lives with purpose and on purpose, according to God's original intent and, and creation, uh, the intent of his creation and the intent of his purpose for us. So he trains our hands. He trains our minds. We renew our minds daily with the word of God. We focus our hearts to love God and to love his people. Because if you love God right, then you'll love others right. Hallelujah. And he strengthens our arm. So guess what? We've got to exercise some things. That means you've got to put the word into practice. So no matter a bronze bow, it's not just a wooden bow, but a bronze bow. That means there's some weight to it. It's, it's durable. 
So there it's going to require more strength. As God increases you in your personal relationship, you go from glory from glory, from grace to grace. You grow higher and higher in the measure of your faith, in the measure of your relationship and your love relationship with God. Truly, new levels, new devils, as, as the cliche goes. So that means it's going to require more of you. What you used to do five years ago for your relationship with God is going to take more than that. What you used to do even a year ago, it's going to take more than that. Even six months ago, it's going to take more than that. Because God is now trusting you with more. With greater with greater uh, uh, position and greater responsibilities, uh, there uh, uh, motion, there comes greater responsibilities and the greater pressure. But guess what? That pressure doesn't have to crush you. You can crush and overcome it as long as you stay in the word and in the will of God. And that's how we see true victory. We're not talking about, oh, it was just a coincidence this worked out in my favor. No, we're talking about lasting victory. Where God shows himself faithful. Where God shows the integrity of himself. Where God will literally pull down those who are haughty up against you. That's what we're talking about. True, lasting victory. It only comes through the word and the will of God. You, it says in verse 35, you have given me your shield of victory. Your right hand supports me. The right hand of God is the right hand of the power and authority of God. The authority of God will support you. Don't you know you can have the authority and the power of God behind you when you say certain things as led by him? That's the greatest support that you could ever have. Ah, your help has made me great. God is great and greatly to be praised. He, when God, when you have the help of God behind you, it doesn't matter. People say they're going to help you and don't show up. When you've got the power and the authority of God behind you, no matter, even doesn't look like nobody's going to come, nobody's going to show up, but when God's behind it, it will always be a success. Ah, oh, hallelujah. You have made a wooden path. Excuse me. You have made a wide path for my feet. To keep them from slipping. In the King James Version it says, Thou hast enlarged my steps under me, that my feet do not slip. You don't have to slip up in any area of your life. No slipping, no dipping, no dodging, none of that. Because God is going to enlarge your territory and enlarge the path that he's put you on. You don't have to worry about what if I mess up. All of the what-ifs and the fears and the doubts and the unbeliefs that the enemy tries to throw in your way to keep you from moving forward, God can literally silence those and move those out of the way because he is the one who is widening the path for you. And it's a path of right. It's yet still a path of righteousness because it's God who's doing it. Remember, God positions and he molds and he shapes your feet like that of a deer so you have stability. So you won't get off balance. But not only that, he'll make sure even the path is wide as you go up that mountain. So you don't slip and you don't fall. 
I'm often again reminded about uh, how Brother Chris was talking about the trucks during the snow and driving, <laughs> <laughs> driving those white 18 wheelers. And I can imagine going up the mid, going, especially Mid Hudson Valley, would be going up, I think it's 83, up towards that way. And those lanes are narrow, and you're literally riding through mountains. And they have all these signs about rock slides and different things going on that um, they have to be aware of. If you try to take it too fast or too steep, you will literally, you know, uh, run yourself off the road and run it off the railing. But don't you know, whatever path you're going in your life and you're going up during these different seasons of your life, God will make that path wide. And he will make sure you do not fall as long as you keep your mind focused on him. But if you take your direction, if you take your focus off of God at any point, then yes, you will run the rest of something. You start to move faster than he's telling you to go. He said, yea, though I walk through. And here you try to run. It's not going to work. Try to, try to drive 100 miles an hour in some, in some tumultuous, you know, uh, tropical storm weather. That, that's not, you ain't going to get where you intended to go. You'll end up somewhere else. <laughs> so when we went, especially on a narrow path. Oh. But we want to make sure that we stay in the path that God has for us so we don't slip. No, we don't slip in our conversation. We don't slip in our attitudes. No, we don't slip in the decisions that we make because we want to follow the God doors and the God path that he has purpose and design for us and not that that just looks good. You want to be able to discern between that which is not just good but that which is God. Amen, because God's ways are perfect. Verse 37 says, I chased my enemies and caught them. I did not stop until they were conquered. Do you see the level of tenacity in this thing? Yes, yes. The level of tenacity and victory, true victory, requires endurance and perseverance. You cannot give up. Well, I won this little part. Let me stop and take a rest. No, you've got to keep on going. Chasing down the enemies caught them. Don't stop until they are conquered. Well, I, no, you've got to keep on going. Keep on going. That means you've got to keep on praying. Well, I fasted for one hour. I guess I got the victory. No, you've got to keep on going. If God says to keep fasting, to keep praying, to keep stay in a state of consecration, just because you study your Bible one day doesn't mean you don't have to study your Bible the other days. No, you've got to keep on going. Keep on moving. Keep on going until it's all conquered. Pray until you see the change manifest. I struck them down so they could not get up. They fell beneath my feet. This could, this applies to every area of your life. Whether you're battling or up against a spirit of poverty, a spirit of sickness, disease, a spirit of perversion, whatever it is. That God has... That God has enlightened you to see and be aware of how the enemy is attacking you. You've got to continue to put the word on it. You've got to continue to pray. You've got to continue to fast. You've got to continue to stay in the grace and the wisdom of God. Sometimes it means turning the TV off. Sometimes it means turning your plate down. Sometimes it means even turning away from your phone or from certain technologies and social medias. Why? Because you have to remain focused. You've got to remain focused. And don't stop until God says it's time. 
until the enemy is truly defeated. True victory means when you have true victory over something in your life, it's not going to get back up again. When you have true victory over that lying demon in your life, that means you're not going to be tempted to lie. Even when either people bring an opportunity for you to lie. Oh, no, I'm a woman of integrity. I'm a man of integrity. I'm going to be honest about this thing. Uh, even this week, something happened. My daughter brought a library book home from school, and uh, the, the baby got, somehow, I turned my head for a second, and he got into it and started coloring in the library book. I was like, oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> so, opportunity, oh, let's just send the book back and don't tell nobody. No, the integrity of God rose up in me, the honesty of God. No, I, even though it's just a library book from the school, I still am responsible for this. Even though it's my daughter's and not necessarily mine, I'm responsible for her. I'm responsible for this. So I mean, I got to call the school, find out if I got to pay for this. How do we work this thing out? Taking those steps of integrity. Being proactive, volunteering. There's certain times you've got to volunteer the information as God gives it to you to do because you're moving forward in honesty and full integrity. That's what we're talking about. We don't want to give the devil a foothold and edge of anything. Because that lion demon, that slothful demon is under my foot. So, and then come turn out, God worked in our favor. They said, oh, no, this is what you do. It doesn't, it's not that big of a deal. Oh, well, praise Jesus. That's wonderful to find out. Now we know. So, but guess what? I would have never known all that stuff. God would not have, because the word of God says he shows integrity to those who are integral, right? And he shows himself faithful to those who are faithful. So when, because I did that, God showed himself strong. True victory. True victory. And guess what? I, and that means I've conquered that demon that wants to make me seem that I am impatient, or that makes me want to uh, that's want to seem that I I don't have honesty or true character. That would try to lie against my name. I say, oh well, they did this, and don't you know they did that? That try to defame. Ah, oh, no, but the the true nature, the true testimony of who God is and his glory is going to shine bright Amen. in my life. Amen. Especially concerning the life of the Hallelujah. Amen. So, you know, it's those little things because all those little things add up because you never know what people are saying behind your back. I'm guaranteeing you, if you're a name, if you're named the name of Jesus and you're a child of God, somebody talking about you. Amen. But it doesn't matter. Why? Because you've got the power and authority of God behind you and God promised in his word that he will pull down and shut down and show himself true to those who think themselves proud and who would try to rise up against you. And guess what? As I continue to pray and fast and stay in my word, guess what? all those enemies, they will, they have to fall. Amen. The walls must come. I'll be able to scale the walls. I'll be able to crush the armies through the power and the word of God. And they will be under my feet. They will be struck down. And I don't have to go out and try to find them and try to put my own strength behind them. God will do it all for me. Because I name the name of Christ. Amen? Amen? Verse 39 says, You have armed me with strength for battle. You have subdued my enemies under my feet. You subdued my enemy under my feet. Because my feet are the feet of Christ. He subdues the enemies under my feet. Ah. He placed, oh, you place my foot on their necks. Oh. You got to take them by the jugular. God will place your foot on their necks. The rest of their extremities cannot function. 
because your foot is on their necks. You have destroyed all who hated me. True victory. You don't have to worry about it reviving and coming up again. All those, oh, every abuse demon, every, oh, you don't have to worry about it coming back to bite you again. <coughs> you don't have to be terrorized by the enemy. No more. No more. You don't have to be terrorized. No more nightmares. No more fears. Because God has got you covered. And he's given you strength. To put all of it under your feet. Ha, oh, glory to God. Thank you, Father. They called for help, but no one came to their rescue. They even cried to the Lord, but he refused to answer. Those who do not choose to name the name of Christ, those who choose not to repent, they will find themselves in a position that is not favorable. They will call for help. When they realize they're being defeated, oh, all of a sudden they call on Jesus. All of a sudden, you denounce Jesus, you didn't believe in him, you didn't think it took all that and whatnot, but now that you find yourself in a defeated position, now you want to call on God, but you still choose not to repent? You still choose not to allow him to be Lord and Savior? You just want him to save you, you don't want him to be your Lord? Guess what? God will not hear those cries. God answers the cries of a, repent, of a truly godly sorrow, repentant heart. Ones who truly turn their lives and allow them to be not just their Savior, but their Lord. But he will not answer the cries of those who want to be haughty and still don't want to completely surrender. We heard the Spirit of the Lord told us in our worship service this morning that, um, that we are to solely surrender unto God. And we're supposed to yield to him completely. This is what true victory looks like. When you yield to him completely, God will still the hands of the enemy. But if you choose not to yield to him completely, guess what? God will refuse to answer. God will refuse to answer. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Verse 42 says, I ground them as fine Oh, I ground them as fine as dust in the wind. I swept them under the gun like dirt. Oh, they're going to be obliterated. Ground to a pulp. Talk about ground to a pulp. Literally, not even pulp. Ground as fine as dust in the wind. That's the level of victory you will have over your enemies. So much so that there's so much you can sweep them like dirt. <laughs> sweep them like dirt. Ah, oh, but this only happens when you totally surrender and you allow the word of God, you follow his word, complete and total surrender. No half stepping, no not no taking it as a mere suggestion. Well, I'm gonna give God this part of my education or this part of my job, even my finance and my family, but not my attitude. No, it has to be complete and total surrender. Hallelujah. Verse 43 says, you give me victory 
over my accusers. You appointed me ruler over nations, people I didn't even know now serve me. This is what the glory and the anointing of favor of God looks like. He gives you favor and influence even over your enemies. So all the people who accused you before, God's given you victory over them. The people you don't even know, God's going to give you such favor and influence that now they're serving you. And it's not going to be hard. They will easily follow you. Why? Because they're following the anointing. They're bringing themselves subject to the anointing and the power and the authority of God on the inside of you. That's how God works. When you show yourself faithful, he shows himself faithful. Ah, the influence and the authority of God. As soon as they hear of me, they submit. Foreign nations cringe before me. Ah, they're going to hear. As soon as they hear, they may not have known who you were. They may not have, and yet you may not have known them. They may not have known you, or maybe they thought ill of you because of something they heard of false accusers. But all that will go out the window. It will be uh, ground to as fine as dirt. You can sweep it out the door because it's now a clean slate. It's a clean slate. And guess what? They will submit to the authority of God on the inside of you and to the anointing of God. It's going to make managing them easy. It's going to make the management process easy. Hallelujah. Amen. As long as you stay in the will of God. And those all, they all lose their courage and come trembling from their strongholds. Talking about those uh, nations that cringe and those who um, are trying to rise up against uh, rise up against you. The strangers fade away and they be afraid out of their places, says the King James Version. So that they lose their courage. And they come trembling from their strongholds. Don't you know that when this all goes down, God's going to make the transition, that process of transition from one group of people that you're familiar with to another, is going to make it smooth and easy. There's an anointing on it. Those who think they have an issue with the new person coming in, oh, there won't be any issue. There won't be an issue. They were trying to hide. But no, they're going to come out from their little hiding places and they're still going to submit to the authority and the anointing of God. Verse 46 says, and then when all this, when you see the true victory of God manifest, it's always followed by praise. That's why we must praise him. The Lord lives. Praise to my rock. My, may the God of my salvation be exalted. He is the God who pays back those who harm me. He subdues the nations under me and rescues me from my enemies. You hold me safe beyond the reach of my enemies. You save me from violent opponents. Don't you know God will maintain and he will, once he puts you in that position, God will protect you and keep you there. So even as new enemies may try to rise up, God will keep you out of their reach. They won't touch you. You might see them, but they won't touch you. You might hear them, but they can't hurt you. Why? Because God's got you safe beyond their reach. So no matter whatever nation they're coming from, nationality, diversity, culture, ethnic background, wherever they're coming from and popping up, all of them, they must come subject 
to the authority and the anointing of God on the inside of you. They've got to come subject to the word of God. That's why you've got to stay in the word. That's why you've got to live the word. That's why you've got to perform and demonstrate the word in the way that you speak, in the way that you do your work, in your character, in your attitude. You want somebody to come subject and to uh, you want to have favor and influence over people so they, they can so you can accomplish the will of God? Stay in the word. Demonstrate the word. Perform the word. Let the character and the nature and the fruit of the Holy Spirit be manifested in every pore of your being. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control, good, the goodness of who God is. The purity of who he is. Hallelujah. For this, O oh Lord, I will praise you among the nations, among all the peoples. I don't care from what background they are, religious background, political background, whatever nationality they're from. I will praise you. I don't care what kind of influence they have, where they came from. I will still praise you, Lord. I'm not going to be embarrassed. I'm not going to be ashamed. I will praise you, Lord. I don't care if it doesn't look right. I will praise you, Lord. I will sing praises to your name. Why? Because he is a God who demonstrates and ushers in true victory in every area of my life. I cannot stay on that mountain height by myself in my own strength. I need the strength of God. I cannot even bend the bow, the bronze bow. My arm is weak. I need the strength of God. To do this. I need the strength and the anointing of God. To keep me here. Where he wants me to be. So that his glory may be revealed. And as I praise him. I remember you Lord. Give great victories to your king. You Lord show unfailing love to your anointed. To David. And to all his descendants forever. Aren't we descendants of David? Yes, we because are. we've been grafted in, right? We've been grafted in. So that means the same promises. Remember, and the, and the word says that his promises are true. And they never fail. Those same promises, they are forever true. They do not fail. And if they work for David, they're going to work for me. Amen. As long as I stand upright and follow after his word. It remains true. This is a true great victory God has for me in every area of my life. So the battles that we face every single day, you, God has given you strength. He is training you how to battle. Because ultimately, you've already won the war. God won the war for you. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. You have the, you have the everlasting prize of eternal life. So all you've got to do is just go through the battles. And it's already a fixed fight. But you've still got to go through them. So that way you can see for yourself. And so that the glory of God can be magnified even the more. This is what true victory looks like. This is the great victory God has promised every believer who remains integral. And shows himself faithful and applies the word to their lives. I encourage you to read the beginning of Psalm 18 if you have not done so already. You've got to apply the word. Put the word before you. And live it out. When it comes, how can you live the word? How can you demonstrate the love, the character, the nature of God, the fruit of his Holy Spirit when it comes to your family? 
when it comes to your friends, when it comes to being at school or even in the marketplace, when it comes to being on your job, how can you demonstrate the integrity and the good character and nature of God? Being that even at school, they teach the kids how to be good citizens, to be respectful, to be kind, to be honest. Those are all values that come from God himself. So if we allow God to not only live on the inside of us, but to abide there forever, and we allow him to change the way we think, change the way we feel, it must produce good fruit in the actions that we choose to take. So I just wanted to encourage you on today to allow God to be the Lord and Savior of your life, but also to remember that he has a great victory for you in every single area, for every battle, as long as you allow him to be a shield for you as you put your trust in him, because his way is perfect. Don't try to go at your own way. No matter the darts and the spears that may try to come up against you, God has given you strength, and that strength comes from your obedience to his word. From your obedience to his word. Amen? Amen. Let's give God praise. Hallelujah! Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen.